0: With the MR Running Pades podcast. So I am recording here. Um, it is Wednesday, April 15th. Um, I've had uh, pretty cool experiences this week, given the, the circumstances. Um, I'll talk a little bit about those. Um, just a uh, few things to touch on before uh, we get into the, the body of the podcast. Um, the National uh, Forest Service has closed trails and roads all around our area. Um, so now state and national forests are closed. Um, please, 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 please um, don't go out there. Uh, it just really looks bad on our our user group. Um, if you're out there um, using the trails when they're closed, um, you know, don't uh, don't put yourself at unnecessary risk. Um, you know, aside from from if you get caught out there when the trails are closed, um, it just it looks bad for us. But it also um, puts strain on the resources that are limited at this time. If some were to get hurt, um, so. Uh, please be considerate and uh, and don't go out there. I know it's tough. Um, you know that's, that's some of the things I want to kind of talk about and touch on um, with uh, with what I'm doing to, to cope with things. So um, as for for races, uh, you know we keep we keep worrying, and I keep talking to uh, my my athletes about about um, plans and stuff like that uh, as the season keeps getting pushed further and further back. Uh, kind of touched on it a little bit last week as well, is you know just kind of making a plan B um, of uh, of making something up, you know, doing something around you. Um, we have all these virtual races, um, which you know it's a kind of a, a neat way to to get the um, the competitive goal or um, you know your your time for for a specific event. That's, you know, that's a a different way to do it. Um, you know, and then they're they're handing out awards and stuff like that and swag. So, um, different take on racing. Um, you know, and uh I, I was talking with somebody that that wanted to go for an FKT, but obviously right now in our area it's it's not the time um to do that. Um, so we have to hold off on on the FKTs on the trails for a while, but um, you know, what, what I was doing, um, I'll, I'll talk about in just a second. Um, headwater, um, the Headwater's uh, 30K. Uh, we're, we're looking to uh, probably this year just uh, do as it was last year. It's going to be December 5th. Uh, that's what I'm writing the permit for. Um, we'll have the 30K uh, with the potential of growing that race into uh, a 50K as well. Um, so we'll see about that. Um you know, I've heard some new races that wanna kinda spring up in our area. That'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, what what new races come to the area given uh, the circumstances um of what's going on. Uh races keep getting uh postponed and moved to the fall, so the fall is looking pretty heavy. I was just contacted uh, today as a matter of fact by uh, another race um I've helped out with in the past, the Cradle of the Grave. Um they're, they've moved their date into September, um, and they're they're looking for um, perhaps some some assistance in that race, which I love you know being a part of that and helping that out as it goes back to the uh, Cradle of Forestry, which does a tremendous amount for the. Uh, uh, not only the pisca forest area but for areas in tennessee and georgia um you know the cradle is an organization a non that works through the forest service so um i really enjoy helping them out so i may be working with them again uh which i'm excited about so that again will be september um i'll uh, i'll keep you posted as as details unfold so um perhaps cradle the grave uh september headwaters december um you know and, that, and this is all obviously um if everything goes okay this fall, um, and we're allowed to, to do events. Um, I imagine if we start getting back to normalcy, they will still have kind of limitations onto, uh, how many people can gather. So, um, we'll see what those look like. You know, we just have to be patient and, uh, and kind of roll with the punches, um, as, as this continues to, uh, to unfold and, and, uh, we receive details as to what, you know, what the future holds. Um, it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I've, I've been uh, been uh, a HOKA flyer for the past year, and I've, I've done a lot with HOKA. Um, got an email from them yesterday saying that um, I would no longer be in the program. Um, I, I didn't get any details. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they have um, held off on the program for now or if they've whirled it down to a certain amount. Um, you know, my... Um, my social media presence has never been very strong. I'm not one to, uh, to promote, um, you know, products on, uh, on social media. Um, I don't like to do hashtags and, um, you know, promote products like that. I just, that's not me. It's never been me. Um, you know, I, so I like to talk about them, review products. Um, you know, I'll sell them all day long. <laughs> um, but, uh. Uh, that was a bummer, uh, but totally understand. You know, uh, I understand where they're coming from. Uh, but you know, it also frees me up to um, to to get back and, and try other companies out and and uh, you know, kind of see what what other footwear out there is like. And um, so, um, you know, it's it is what it is, and we keep moving forward. That's all we can do. Um, so, um, you know, talking about uh, what. Uh, what I'm doing uh, with all the trails closed is, um, you know, I've I've reached out to um, to the the farm owners in the uh, in the area, and uh, just you know made sure it's okay to, to run around the, the farm fields. You know, right now they are um, they're preparing the fields, so um, a lot of the perimeter of the fields are, are well worn from the the vehicles driving around. So, uh, gives me some nice little loops that I can get on uh, on soft surface. Um, and uh, so you know, don't don't hesitate to reach out to the farms and just see if if they're cool with you running around the the perimeters. You know, um, you probably have to do it at a time where they're not working as heavy because there's a lot of heavy equipment that they're using to prepare the fields. But um, you know, reach out to those guys. Um, I have friends in the area that do have um, trails on their properties, um, so you know, I've reached out to a, a few of them as well. Um, that also extends my route. Um, we had a, uh, you know, a giant storm the other night, which I, I would like to kind of talk about a, a run that I had, um, in that storm. But, um, the, the storm brought down, um, uh, quite a few trees on, on our property. We've got about four acres that we live on. And, uh, you know, uh, I posted on Facebook the other day, it just gave me the opportunity to, um, to go out there and uh, start creating my own trails here. Um, I was, um, I was kind of prompted um, by the run the day before uh, the storm really hit. Uh, it was raining, um, but I kind of wanted to. You know, I knew the it was a matter of time that uh, the trails were going to close on us, and uh, so I kind of wanted to prepare myself. Um, you know, I, I knew eventually that the Forest Service was going to have to close the trails just because everybody was flooding them. You know, we were we weren't doing what we were supposed to do. I don't blame anybody. I mean, you know, I I wanted to get out there too, but. I held off because I saw how many cars were driving. I live on the road that goes to the trailhead. So I saw how many vehicles were still driving into the trailhead to, uh, to hike, run, uh, fish and bike. Uh, you know, it's just, they were getting overwhelmed. Um, so you know, that's what they had to do. They're talking about closing off the blue Ridge Parkway, but so back to my story. Sorry. Um, um, looking around the property, I was like, well, you know, like, I wonder if I can get a mile uh, out of uh, out of the, the trails here, so um, Miles, he's my little mini Australian shepherd, uh, he and I went outside, and uh, we, we were like, we were so like-minded uh, you know, he was, he was happy as can be, you know tongue out, just enjoying the run, it was, you know, raining a little bit chilly, you know, uh, probably lower 50s, but Man, we were just having a great day. This is um, on Easter. We were running together and just kind of running around the property, just going random places, uh, you know, just checking it out and kind of having fun. You know, I was hopping over trees and sliding down hills, um, just kind of, you know, being a little bit more like natural and letting things just flow. I didn't really care where I went, I didn't have any. You know, really trails per se that I could run. I just kind of started weaving through the trees and, and ducking and dodging, and um, you know, it was great. As uh, just, and music was on. I, I like Dave Matthews came on you know, with uh, all along the watchtower. It just hit me. I, I just, uh, man, I don't know. It was just one of those moments. Like they talk about flow, and I was just really feeling it that day. Just enjoying my, the time I had out there, um, on my feet, I I didn't care how fast I was going. I just, you know, moving and it just, it felt instinctual, just basic. You know, there was, there was no purpose to it. Just, you know, just movement really, I guess that was my only purpose was just be moving uh, and just enjoying it and staying in the moment. And I just found that so liberating, uh, just to be out there. Um, and, uh, I looked at my dog and, uh, just you know a smile came to my face, and um, my family could could hear me singing because I would run past the house um, and so they came out, you know, my wife and my daughter they came out, like I said, it's raining, and my daughter was cute. she had little pigtails on and a uh, little running hat. She had her caprice and a uh, little long sleeve running shirt and uh, she's she's nine now, and uh, you know my wife she's all ready to go, and she's all right, like we wanna run with you. So, um, we went out on the road, we live on a a dirt road, um, and, uh, it's, um, yeah, you know, we can, we can run, um, about a mile and a half out and back, um, on the road. So we took her and and ran a little over a mile. Um, she thought it was great. Um, she loved it. Um, she loves running with the dog too. So, um, she had a lot of fun and we got back and I said, do you want to run around the property with me? And she's like, no, I think that's enough, <laughs> which is great. Um, and uh, just having those moments, uh, you know, I asked my wife if she wanted to come out and run a little bit more, but um, she was not, uh, was bogging her, so uh, she's declined. So uh, I went back out and um, ran over to my neighbors. Um, they've got a, a property with some fields that are, are mowed. They keep it mowed so that, you know, we can, the whole neighborhood can use it if we want. Uh, which is so awesome so I went over there ran a bit um, you know did a little loop out on the road um, and I just we're just thinking how great it was just to be out and running um, you know I mean the you know we, we always especially as trail runners we, we talk about how uh, you know we don't want to run on the roads but you know it's I, I'd rather be out on the roads you know, than not being able to run at all um it's you know um there's so many beautiful places we can still run on the roads even though uh, you know it's 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 not as uh not as beautiful or scenic or quiet sometimes as the trails but it can be you just have to find the right places um you know so um been running on the roads a lot this, this is winter and spring um you know especially for what i was training for but um the, um, the roads, you know, like, I mean, we, uh, we have to be mindful, obviously. Uh, not, it's kind of nice when we're on the trail because we can kind of just shut off our mind. We don't have to really think as much. I mean, we have to be aware of our surroundings at all times, whether we're on the trail or on the road. But, you know, more so when we're on the road because of, obviously, traffic. Um, so, um, you know, just be cognizant. Um, I always run on the left side of the road um, just so I can see oncoming traffic. Um, and be aware if there's cars coming. Um, and uh, you know, I'm always leery around blind turns. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll look behind me if I have a good stretch and make sure there's no car coming, then I cross over to the other side just so I can get around a blind turn and, and not worry about an oncoming car not seeing me. Um, you know, I, I always make sure that there's um, enough shoulder um, for me to, to move over if there is a car coming. And if I see a car coming off in the distance, and I know there's no shoulder, but I have a space where I can just stop and wait for the car, I'll do so. Um, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, Obviously, we lose every time against an auto. So, um, you know, just be safe. Be safe out there. Be seen. Uh, You know, I always try to wear something bright when I'm road running. Um, I've uh, I've got uh, my favorite short right now is um, Rabbit's FKT short. Um, which uh, the past few seasons, they've had some really bright neon colors. I've got like a neon orange and uh, really bright kind of uh, bright green, um, you know, shirts. <clears throat> if you can wear, you know, bright visible colors. I like to clash. <laughs> um, so uh, it especially calls you out. So, you know, you're seen. Um, you can wear a hat, a colorful hat. Uh, but, you know, the more you can uh, call yourself out, um, the, the, you know, the more... Uh, it, it is easier to be seen. Um, if you're running at uh, when it's when it's dark in the morning, um, great to wear um, something with um, not only reflectivity but some kind of light. Um, they have the uh, the red uh, blinking lights. You can get those really cheap. Um, you know, I know Ace and um, Lowe's has those like super cheap. So you can grab those. Um, uh, Nathan sells some great ones. Um, there's a company called Night Eyes. N-I-T-E-I-Z-E, I I believe it's called, Night Eyes. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, But um, that company has a lot of different visibility um, lights and such that you can get. Um, And the... uh, I mean, you can always wear vests. There's a billion different vests out on the market right now, some with lights, some are just reflective. But again, you know, the, the point is to be seen. Um, if you can wear a headlamp, it kind of lets the, the cars know that you're there. Um, you know, they, they can see a light source at least. Uh, especially from a distance so they know something's coming up so they usually slow down because um, they can see the light so uh, but it's always good to have something on your back too and that's where you know i, I talk about wearing something uh like a red flashing light or um or a reflective vest so just a few things for uh for tips for for being out there on the road um so um, other things to think about, uh, it's, it's warming up. Uh, you know, it's the, the season uh, right now today was, was pretty chilly. I was actually in a long sleeve here uh, in Western North Carolina. But, um, you know, it's, it is warming up. And uh, a lot of times the road can be more exposed. So um, think about, you know, bringing some, some fluids with you. Um, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, over the winter we've kind of become accustomed to not needing as much, especially if we're trail running. A lot of times we, uh, we, you know, we, we don't bring as much fluids with us, but it's that time of year. So, um, you know, think about, um, carrying some fluids with you, however way you do that. Um, what else um, you know if you're gonna bring out your, your dog um, I would abide by the, the same kind of thing you know make them visible as well. Um, there are some some great lighted collars um, reflective vests um, but you know make them visible um, I've, I've got a great little retractable um, leash that, that goes into the collar um, and I'll, I'll try to put that in the show notes as well. Um, But think about your four-legged friend as well. Um, And if they haven't been running on the roads... Um, be kind to them, you know, let, let them gradually wear into the road running. Cause, um, you know, a, it's going to file down their nails a lot faster. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit, uh, rougher on the pause. So, um, you know, the, you know, maybe, maybe start out a little, uh, less road running with them. Um, you know, if you can do a loop and then drop them off or, um, bring them on your short runs for the week, uh, you know, two to three times and just gradually build them up to, uh, to, to running on the roads, just so, uh, their, uh, their paws and nails are, are you know accustomed to it. and just keep an eye on their nails. make sure they don't get too short. They don't start bleeding on them. Um, you know be, uh, be be friendly with your pet too. Uh, same goes for water. Make sure they have sources. Uh, where I run, uh, we've got rivers. Um, so I always let him jump in, uh, kind of cool off. <clears throat> so just make sure you have some kind of water for them as well. Um, you know, I, Miles and I do a lot of running together, so, um, I always want to make sure our four legged friends are taken care of. Um, so yeah, that was, um, that's one story of, of uh, you know, how I've been creative. Um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, that, that great run, uh, just, uh, kind of refreshed, um, my, uh, my sense of, of running and, and gave me, uh, a renewed purpose. You know, like, with everything getting canceled, everybody is, you know, oh, I don't know what to train for. Listen, you know, running is like, I mean, it's it's a huge part of me, obviously, and um, I, I just love going out for a run, um, and and the freedom it gives me, that that liberating feeling, like I talked about. So, you know, if you can find that joy in running, no matter what you do, it's you know, it's it's just. Uh, you know, find a way to make it a joy, um, the happiness. You know, a uh, stress reliever. Um, keep it that happy place. You know, um, if you're not feeling training right now, like you know, you don't want to do workouts and stuff. That's fine. You know, just like I said, use it as a stress reliever. Get out there and just kind of enjoy being out for a little while. Clear your head. Um, you know, use it as a meditation um, that's, uh, that's another thing I've, I've been relying heavily on. I'll wake up every morning and I'll meditate for 10 or 15 minutes. I've been using the, uh, the Headspace app. There's a, you know, a billion different things out there. You don't necessarily need an app. Um, but, um, it's, it's really taught me how to be more mindful, more grateful, um, you know, and, and just kind of, uh, use, use your time wisely, you know? Um, it doesn't have to be big runs, you know, uh, unless you're you you know you're, you're training for something. Um, the uh, Strolling Gym has said that they are going to um, try to continue to, to have the race, the Strolling Gym 40 mile in Tennessee, uh, which surprised the heck out of me because it's the first weekend in May. Um, seems super close and uh, not ideal. Um, I was, like I said, pretty surprised that they even thought that they could do that and so um, I'm not gonna do it uh, it's, it's just not the right thing to do right now for me or my family um, so gonna hold off on that and um, and uh, yeah, probably just donate my entry fee um, but um, anyhow um, you know I, I, I'm not looking at a race until uh, till June right now uh, if we can if we can have them um, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, my biggest races won't be till this fall, so I've still got plenty of time. But I feel like anything I bank right now is just going to make me a stronger runner um, in the long term. You know, just keep my training up. Um, I can cycle down, uh, you know, have a little rest period and then ramp back up for, for my fall race. So anything you do right now is just going to make you better in the fall um, and stronger. Uh, if you're just kind of sitting idle and, and not doing anything, um, you know you've had a rest period it's you know, jump back on it you know get back and, and do some some aerobic base miles some simple you know runs um, doesn't have to be long just get going again you know uh, 20 30 minutes a day uh, I would start with uh, if, if you're you know you've been off for Two to four weeks or more, uh, you know, 20 minutes just every other day. Uh, and then, you know, work it into 30 minutes, two days on and one day off. Uh, just start into that rotation. And then, you know, 30 minutes a day. Uh, and then st- start building your uh, your mileage and your, your time and on your feet back up. Um, it's a good time to get that aerobic base in. Um, I think that's one um, aspect of training that we, we neglect is that aerobic base. Um, a lot of times we just hop into training um, and don't have the base to support it, and uh, we get to the end of the season and we just feel worn out. Uh, you know, like we're like, what? Why? Why did that not you know go the way it should have? And it's because we didn't have that aerobic base. We didn't set ourselves up for the success at the end of the season because we didn't have the the potential that we should have started with at the beginning of the season. So now's that time. Uh, We talked about core work. You know, it's a good time to get back into uh, doing core and strength, getting stronger. So, um, you know, work on all that stuff. Um, I had another run um, last week that, you know, I wanted to share because it was just, it was a great moment. Um, It was um, another moment of just kind of uh, peace. I was running um, just back on my road. And um, my, road, my, run, my road parallels um, a river, and uh, deer like to uh, to go in and out of the, the river, and uh, one deer had been just standing on the road, and um, as I approached, usually they um, you know they, they run off um, as they see me. But this one just looked at me and he just kept watching me. I ran closer and he just kept standing there and, and looking at me. Um, yeah, with deer, I usually, they get spooked so easily. So it surprised me. Um, but I, I was, you know, I was, uh, just, you know, moving and I didn't feel, um, I didn't, I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel, um, excited. I, I just, I think he, he may have felt my mood. I was just at peace and, uh, I, I got so close, you know, a good, maybe 10 feet, and uh, he he didn't even run away. He just kind of turned and uh, and walked away. Um, I was uh, it was a neat moment, you know, just the um, kind of feeling like uh, we both were uh, at peace with one another. Um, and that's that's what I want to feel right now. I just want to feel at peace with 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 everything in the world. Uh, so much craziness is happening, and I mean you know, as I said, I, I've been going through a lot lately as we all have. Um, I, I mean, I haven't even talked about some of the other things that go on, but you know, it, even so, um, I just feel it at peace. Uh, I feel at ease. I'm just letting things come and deal with them as they come. Um, you know, just, uh, making sure that, um, I, uh, I respect, um, everything that's, Happening, everything around me, everyone around me. Um, you know, I respect my kids' time um, and you know what they want to do. I respect my wife; um, she's still working hard. Uh, you know, I, I try to make sure that um, I can help her in whatever way I can. Or the kids, you know, I, I want to be there for them. Um, I want to be there for my friends. You know, I'm, I constantly check in with with different friends, see how they're doing, make sure nobody needs anything. Um, you know, it's, it's just that time to, um, to, to be a part of everybody's lives and make sure that we still connect. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to releasing the the podcast after this. Um, I recorded with a good friend and physical therapist, Miriam uh, Salom, and, um, she's, uh, she's wonderful and and she's been a friend for a long time. So we had a good chat yesterday. It was just kind of nice to connect. You know, we, we did it over, uh, um, a new program for uh, video podcasting uh, and recording, so um, I'll be releasing that um, next week. So um, podcasts are going to come out every Thursday at 6 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, just to uh, make sure everybody's on the the same page. Um, I'll, uh, so I'll release her podcast uh, after this one. Um, so as I was, uh, you know, I was talking about the storm and and uh, how it had knocked down a lot of trees. So the other day, uh, my son and I went out and we started clearing, um, some trails and we got really good progress. Um, I was really, really proud of what we did. Um, and, uh, and it made a good headway. I'm going to try to go back out today and do a little bit more, but you know, I, I kind of, as I said, posted that, um. You know, I've, I've been building these trails, and everybody's like, "Oh, you got to have a backyard um, event." And um, you know, it's what I was kind of thinking—I had heard of uh, this other format of races, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about it. And I have to make sure that I have enough distance. But what I'd like to do is—it's called a rotten egg. Um, and uh, like I said, I hope to get a mile of trails out of my uh, out of my my yard if I can. Um, and what the rotten egg will be as, um, we'll have waves, um, and, um, each race will start and finish, um, before another wave starts. But, um, uh, what we do is, um, everybody runs a mile and then, um, the last person, um, is out and, um, we'll do, um, you know, last male, last female They're they're out of that, that wave. Um, and then that, you know, that wave that group will continue to race until we're down to the last male and the last female. And they're the winners of that wave and we'll start the next wave and we'll, we'll race those until, you know, we get down to the, the male and female from them. And it just depends on how many people we get, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, and you know, I'll, there'll be a predetermined rest in between each mile, um, that we do. And each wave won't be huge. So we won't have to run a ton of miles in order to, to get the, the male and female winners. Um, but, um, you know, when it, when it comes down to, um, the, uh, the final winners of each wave, um, all of them will go against each other and then we'll get a, a, you know, the male and female champions, um, for the rotten egg. Um, so, um, thinking about doing that on my property, um, should be pretty fun. So, um, if I can get it going, uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Um, just a different way to do something fun. Um, I like that format. Um, I also have another, um, type of, um, you know, random <laughs> race in mind. So, um, we'll, we'll see. Um, I've got a few different ideas, uh, of different, different formats. I think, um, be fun just to, to do something different, um, give everybody a different experience, um, and, uh, you know, a different format than, uh, than what we're typically used to. So we'll see, stay tuned for that. Um, and, uh, we'll see what we can bring to you guys. um, so um, I wanted to uh, touch on the, um, the last uh, podcast with um, Jake Edmiston, um, our dietician. Um, I really, uh, really enjoyed that, um, that chat with Jake. I hope you guys did too, and I hope you took stuff away from it. Um, I wanted to kind of uh, personalize it a little bit more and, uh, and talk about some things that um, have been successful for me. Um, in 2005, I ran the Richmond Marathon, um, a road race in Richmond, Virginia. Um, the, uh, the training for that um, had been uh, really good. Um, what I chose to do was um, I, I, uh, I did a two-mile loop a lot of times uh, and just set up an aid station so that I could have um, Gatorade, which it would be on the course, um, or grab a gel, Um, you know, for that loop to, to eat, um, and just ate at, um, I ate at 35, um, minute intervals and drank every two miles. You know, I grabbed a cup. Um, and squished it and and drank it just like I would in the race because the aid stations were set up roughly about every two miles. So um, knowing that, I just went ahead and and practiced, you know, A, what I was going to eat, which I think at the time were goo gels, um, and B, what I was going to drink, the Gatorade, just to make sure everything sat well. So um, I did that for a number of long runs. And then on my other long runs that I wasn't using that format, um, I would bring Gatorade and goo packets with me and practice once again um, drinking. Now, you know, it wouldn't be um, out of uh, cups, obviously, for uh, for the Gatorade on, on the runs, but I would still eat the the goos and, and drink my Gatorade at those intervals just to make sure that it agreed with my stomach and that, you know, nothing would uh, would go wrong. Um, as I built up in um, in time and endurance um, so but it was good um, especially if you're training for a road race to practice drinking out of those cups um, and kind of squishing it so you get kind of a funnel effect um, and pouring it into your mouth um, because a lot of times we uh, you know, we get to the uh, aid station and we try to drink and the thing just splashes all over your face and if you've never got Gatorade in your eyes consider yourself lucky that stuff stings oh my goodness um, <laughs> so um, good to practice your drinking um and then race day came and i mean it was just dialed you know um i I went on and uh I, i was eating my gels every 35 minutes um drinking my gatorade um you know every uh every two miles. Um, and, uh, yeah, if, if like there's, there's times, uh, and Richmond wasn't one of them that like, you know, it, it's just, it's too sugary and you could switch to water. I've had races where I had to switch over to water rather than drink more Gatorade. Um, and so, um, you know, keep in mind, this was back in 2005. Now we have a lot more options and I'll kind of talk about, um, some of, uh, of what I've done in other races, but, um, uh, you know that short loop, um, just kind of practicing, um, you know, fluid intake and, and gel intake on my regular intervals, that came out to work so well on race day. Um, so just, just an idea for y'all. Uh, Richmond ended up uh, being my, my road PR. Ran 227.36, I believe. Um, I got fifth place overall. I was first American, so I was pretty stoked about that. So Richmond was a great race. Um, another uh, great race day was um, in 2007, the DuPont Trail Marathon in DuPont State Forest. Uh, that was the USATF National Trail Marathon Championships. And, uh, you know, once again, um, I trained at DuPont a ton, uh, you know, I, I lived in the area or I live in the area. So, um, I would go over there and do a lot of my training. I do a lot of my workouts, um, and, uh, you know, I familiarize myself with the course where the aid stations would be, um, and just kind of set myself up so that I knew, you know, um, again, uh, where to, uh, where I'd be drinking, um, how much I'd be drinking. Uh, and then, um, I still set myself up on the same, um, uh, gel schedule, uh, every 35 minutes I took a gel, um, still did goo on that race. Um, I have no affiliation with goo. That's just what I used. Um, and so, uh, you know, practiced a lot there. Um, and, and again, in all of my long runs, I practiced that 35 minute interval with my gels and just getting my gut ready, um, to, uh, to, to, you know, to absorb those calories every 35 minutes. You have to train your gut for that, as, as Jake kind of talked about. And so uh, that, was a, that was a great experience again. Um, I ended up winning in, uh, in 230, um, to, uh, 230, 56, or something like that. Um, I mean, for a trail marathon, I was stoked. It was a uh, another great run, and I attribute it to, um, you know, A, practicing on the course, and B, um, practicing my nutrition, because uh, it was just dialed. You know, I never felt a lull. Uh, same in the Richard marathon. I never had a lull, uh, just constant, you know, I felt steady. I had a constant energy stream. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of us are running a lot longer. Uh, and you know, let me touch on some of that stuff. Um, Let's start with uh, 2016. Uh, 2016 was a, a huge racing year for me. Um, I, the I did the uh, the B series as I've talked about many times. Um, so um, you know, t- I think 2016 was. Um, I I did a. Um, um, it was a. Let's see. Um, I think it was a 8k maybe. Yeah, I think it was an 8k to start out, um, and then. I did the um, um, Holiday Lake 50K in Virginia, uh, part of the B-Series, in February. March was uh, Terrapin Mountain 50K, um, another B-Series race. April was the Promised Land 50K. um, And then May, I did a trail half marathon. Um, June, I did the Cayuga um, 50-mile trail champs up in New York. Um, July, uh, no, two weeks later in June, (laughs) I did the, uh, Manitou's Revenge 54 miler also up in New York. Um, then July I did the Canadian death race, 125 K. Um, and then I took a little break and came back in October with, um, the grindstone 100 miler. That was my first hundred miler. Um, followed by November, the Mountain Masochist 50-Miler, and then December was the Hellgate 100K. Um, so huge year for me. Um, also learned um, that I, was, um, I had a wheat allergy, and so that had to change my nutrition plan around a lot. Um, and there was a lot that I did that year that, that varied greatly uh, from race to race. Um, You know, I I had a different nutritional plan for each of them just because of, um, you know, whether the race was going to take me longer or, uh, whether the weather was going to be a factor such as heat, um, you know, needing, um, more electrolytes or, um, if I was going to be on my feet a longer time and need uh, more calories or a variation of calories. So I really had to be careful that year. Um, not only with my in-race, um, you know, strategy, uh, you know, obviously I was still trying to be competitive in, in each of these events. Um, you know, I, I I was trying to win the the B series, which obviously we've I've talked about in the past. I, I won the B series, um, but um, you know it, it was uh, recovering in between. I had to really dial my nutrition to make sure that I was I was feeding my body enough calories to to recover uh, between these efforts because I mean these were these were really hard efforts. I was really running hard to um, try to you know stay competitive and stay uh, stay in the lead of the of the series. So. Um, uh, you know, I, I can remember, um, the Canadian death race, for example, um, we went up there and, um, I was taking, um, human gels, uh, and, um, I was drinking tailwind and, um, I was having, uh, my family made, uh, some, um, gluten-free PB and J's for me, um, that I could have, um, you know, at, at about every four hour intervals, um, and then, um, I had uh, a few Snicker bars that I could, uh, that I could munch on. Those were kind of my, my look-forward-to treats. But um, you know, for, for the most part, um, I was really just subsisting off a tailwind. Uh, for whatever reason that day, uh, all I really needed was the tailwind. We just kept changing out. I had a two-liter bladder um, that we just changed out every time I saw my family um, at, the, at the crew accessible aid stations. I just switched my bladder out and just kept drinking off that. I, you know, I'd grab a few humas, um, uh, but I wasn't really on an, an, an interval schedule with the, uh, the humas. The, the, for whatever reason, that day, the tailwind just seemed to be working really well. Um, and that's really what I subsisted off of. Um, you know, I had, I had a few PBJs as well and, you know, I probably had like two or three Snickers, but, um, you know, for the most part, my nutrition was just the tailwind. Um, so different races work different ways. Obviously, um, that, that doesn't work for, (laughs) for all races. Um, you know, so, um, when I, when I got to, um, um, grindstone, um, you know, I, I still did tailwind, um, but, um, but definitely, um, worked a lot more, um, with, uh, um, we had, um, chicken and rice soup. Um, I was, I was drinking a lot of that. Um, we were grabbing a lot of aid station foods. Um, it was my first hundred miler. So I, you know, I really didn't know what to expect, but, um, yeah, I was definitely eating a lot more, um, um, solid foods, um, and just kind of supplementing with a few gels here and there and, and drinking a lot of Tailwind still, um, but, um, but, yeah, I ate a lot more real food there, and, and actually I um, had a really good race there. Um, just missed breaking 20 hours at Grindstone, but took second overall. So um, good race, but, you know, a totally different nutritional plan than it was at, uh, at, at Canadian Death Race. And Canadian Death Race, I finished second as well. Um, so, you know, really, um, really was a cool race. Um, Uh, experience, uh, you know, going through these different races um, and just kind of subsisting off of of different nutritional plans and kind of learning what I needed on the day. Um, And then, um, you know, uh, getting into um, uh, Chattanooga, um, I I had practiced kind of similar mentality to what I did with my marathons. Uh, With Chattanooga, I was going to work about every... um, probably 35 to 40 minutes. Um, I took a, a baby food packet. Um, I had, uh, three different types of, uh, baby food packets that, um, were approximately a hundred calories a piece, but, um, I was eating those. And, uh, and, and once again, I think this time though, I was drinking the goo roctane, um, mix, uh, which has calories as well, similar to tailwind, just less sodium. And, uh, um, I had, uh, I was about every ten minutes. I was sipping off of uh, a bottle um, of the Roctane. and uh, you know, as as the race progressed, um, we were. I was still getting uh, food from my crew at the aid stations. I was still eating, um, you know, some some real food from them. Um, but um, you know, I I really. Uh, Really stuck to the the baby food and making sure I was drinking. Um, we, you know, when we started getting later in the race, um, I was eating more frequently. Um, you know, every twenty to twenty five minutes, uh, I was kind of feeling like I needed something. My body was kind of t- you know giving me signs, eat something. So um, I was eating baby food packets a little bit more frequently. Um, and but I had trained with with the baby food. Um, you know, that was what I was training with. And uh, my long runs, I I followed the same plan. You know, I, about every 35 minutes, I'd, I'd have a, a baby food packet in training, and I'd train with a ROctane and practice drinking every 10 minutes, just training my, once again, training my gut to, to be um, okay with absorbing those calories that frequently. Um, And, uh, you know, my pacers, they kept reminding me, Hey man, did you eat? And uh, we got to one point and I'll remember, um, it was, it was nighttime. So, you know, I was like, dude, I like, I just, I feel lightheaded, you know, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, and, uh, I was like, maybe I need some sugar. So, um, I popped out some, uh, some cliff blocks, um, I like the, uh, the spearmint flavored, um, cliff blocks. Cause it kind of feels <laughs> like it's uh, it kind of cleanses the palate a little bit. The spearmint kind of minty. Um, so I, I popped a, a packet of those and, and yeah, it like it did, did the trick. You know, I, I wasn't feeling that lightheadedness. I just needed some sugar. Um, so, you know, sometimes you have to just kind of, uh, problem solve, which, you know, a lot of us know that's, that's kind of what ultra running is, is just problem solving. Um, and that wouldn't, you know, again, uh, another second place finish, uh, um, So, I mean, nutrition was dialed. I practiced it. um, And, uh, but, you know, um, I've also had races where, like, you know, it it, it seemed like no matter what I did, uh, it just, it wasn't working, you know, like, um, you know, I I couldn't get down enough calories or like just whatever I had, just I didn't want to eat. Um, you know, I just felt like I was off. And, you know, when I go back and look at my training, I didn't practice. Uh, you know, let's just go back to the uh, the 50K national champs that I just ran up in New York. Um, you know, I had to drop out because of my foot. Um, but, I, you know, all winter, I really I didn't practice like an idiot. I mean, on um, my long runs, you know, you can go back and look at my Strava. I totally, I did not, uh, I, I didn't practice. Like, you know, you'll see me on my long runs. I didn't bring nutrition. I didn't bring hydration. I just didn't practice. And when race day came, like I I just felt like a noob. I, I, you know, I was like, what what am I going to do? Like, Um, you know, so I mean, practice those things, get your gut ready. Um, don't be unprepared, you know, um, you, and you know, even the best laid plans can, um, can, can fail you sometimes. Um, but if you practice it, uh, enough, you'll know what your body needs and your body will be ready for it. So, um, go ahead and, 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 start working on that stuff now. Um, if you've got a, you know, a fall long race, just Work on uh, work on the intervals. Uh, see what your body likes. Um, mine's typically thirty-five minutes. Like I said, you know that's that's what it's always been. But like I said, you know in Chattanooga, I needed a little bit more frequently towards the end. It just I could tell my body was uh, was craving some food. Um, so practice those things, practice in your running, practice your drinking, practice your fluids, you know, the food, whatever you're going to take, um, see if it works. Um, it's going to be different conditions too. Uh, right now is a good time because you're going to practice it when it's, when it's cooler. Um, this summer you can practice it when it's warmer, see how your body reacts to the the various things that you're trying in the different conditions and, you know, in the cooler temperatures and then the heat. Do you still have the same, um, reaction? Are you still okay with drinking, you know, whatever fluid you're going to try or whatever food you're going to eat, uh, you got to know these things in, in, the different conditions and, and how your body's going to react. Um, now, um, I also did some, some night running. Um, it just not, you know, we, I've listened to so many podcasts and read so many articles that we really can't train sleep deprivation. Um, you know, it's, it, it doesn't really, uh, help us to be awake at night and, and running in that regard. Um, but what I like to do is test my gear. Um, you know, I like to be out in the middle of the night testing my lighting systems, um, making sure I'm comfortable with how bright my lights are, um, with changing batteries uh, at and when it's dark. Uh, making sure that I'm okay with, you know, uh, flipping in new batteries, uh, you know, and, and trying different terrain, uh, try technical terrain, try, you know, just service roads and, and kind of see, make sure you have enough depth perception that, you know, you're, if you're just wearing a headlight, that you have enough light that you can see the ground, especially if it's technical. Um, do you need uh, a hand light or, a, a, you know, a belt light? Um, make sure that those things work. Uh, and then, you know, again, practice your nutrition through the night when you're tired. Uh, you may have to set alarms for yourself to remind yourself, oh yeah, like, you know, set a timer to go off at whatever interval you're, you're going to practice eating. Like, you know, with me, 35 minutes. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we tend to lose that, excuse me, <clears throat> we tend to lose that, that consciousness in, in the nighttime, um, of, uh, you know, of time itself. Um, we, we forget, you know, so, um, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you're, you're with it enough to remember to, to eat and drink. Uh, cause you may go out on a training run and not have somebody out there to run with you and remind you to eat. Um, but, um, but try those things, try your gear at night. You know, it, it again, it's not for the purpose of training yourself for sleep deprivation. It's just for training for the conditions that you're going to face on race day. Um, so that, that goes right along with nutrition, you know, practice all that stuff. Uh, If you're going to use poles, practice with poles. Uh, Get out there and and practice. I mean, you know, you may not be, you may be training for UTMB. Obviously, you're not going to have the mountains that you're going to have at UTMB if you're training in in a lower level area, but you practice with your poles anyway. Get them out there, like, you know, uh, learn how to use them. Uh, be creative. Like, you know, if if, if you're going to go up something steep, find like a power line trail or something that's like super steep. You know, even if it's short, just it's good practice for uphill and downhill to practice with your poles. Know how you're going to use them. Are you going to use them on both? Are you going to tuck them in? You're going to run downhill, you know, with your, your poles in your hand? Uh, you know, that's, that's all things you need to practice. So just be cognizant of all that. Um, so, um, you know, uh, in closing... I uh, I really enjoyed my conversation with Jake and, and, you know, uh, one thing I, I really want to emphasize and, and what I have emphasized is that I want you guys to practice, you know, practice training with your nutrition, practice training with your hydration, train that gut, get it ready for your race day. Okay. Know what you're going to do on race day and, and have fallbacks, you know, have, Okay, if, if this isn't working, you know, what am I going to go to? Have those, you know, have those and um, other things. Uh, I would say is, um, you know, have different flavors. Don't rely on one flavor. As I said with Baby Flute, I had like three different flavors. Um, I like the, uh, the, the goo um, flavor wheel. And, you know, they have uh, sweet, savory, salty. Uh, there's like a whole different, you know, wheel um, that you can look at for for different flavors but it's good to have those um different types of flavors because it, it changes the palate you're not just getting the same thing over and over again because your palate gets tired of that so have different flavors um and have them ready you know what you want um the other thing is um uh, the jason coop um he did a great uh, wheel and um you know it's um uh i, I have to look I, I'll, I'll try to reference that um both of these in the uh the show notes, but, um, but Coop's wheel, uh, it had um, okay. Plan A is this uh, this piece. Uh, um, you know, the, we'll we'll call it the outer uh, rim. Uh, that, that's these are the items that I want to eat. Um, you know, as my A plan, uh, and then uh, the the next inner loop is um, the B foods. And so, um, you know, replace uh, uh, let's just say Oreo cookies with uh, chocolate chip cookies. That's that's the B option. And then, you know, has another inner circle, and that's the C options. So he has options to, you know, replace the others. Um, so once again, I'll, I'll try to post uh, to the show notes those two resources because they're great. They get you thinking, get you planning, um, and you can uh, um, you can get your plan a little bit more formalized and get good ideas of, of what you want to do. So... Um, uh, I would just want to again uh, thank Jake for his uh, his time last episode. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, I look forward to releasing my next episode once again with um, with physical therapist Miriam Nelson. I'm sorry, Miriam Salam. Um, she, uh, she's wonderful, a uh, great resource. We had a great conversation. We talk a lot of things about physical therapy and, and all she's, uh, all she does and, and all physical therapists do and, and what you can look to them um, as to what uh, to expect from a physical therapist and why you should see a physical therapist. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, I want to thank um, Houston Hamlin. He's the um, the guy that's ripping on the guitar that you hear um, before the intro uh, and uh, and after the outro. He did a wonderful job doing that for me, so thank you, Houston. Um, my contact, as always, reach out to me, um, pains, runningpains, R-U-N-N-I-N-G-P-A-I-N-S, at gmail.com. Email me with any questions, things you want to hear, uh, things you don't want to hear. <laughs> Just give me some feedback. I appreciate that. You can reach me on Facebook. Um, you know, you can reach me through my uh, my uh, personal homepage uh, or my personal Facebook page, uh, Aaron Saft, or uh, through my uh, Mr. Running Pains Facebook page. Uh, you can contact me either way um, you can also contact me through Strava. Um, I, I really appreciate, uh, the, co- the you know, comments that have come through Strava. Um, you guys are, are great. And, and thanks for, uh, all of the encouragement. Uh, I think that's a great platform for encouragement. We all need it right now. So thank you for that. Um, follow me on uh, YouTube, Aaron Saf channel, um, and, uh, in Instagram on the, uh, MR running pains, um, uh, Instagram page. And if you would please share the podcast, uh, with your friends and, and, uh, and anyone that, uh, might gain something out of this. Uh, I really hope that, uh, you know, this is a different, um, a different way of doing things, uh, of sharing. Uh, I'm going to continue to have guests. As I said, we got Miriam next week. Um, got a, a bunch of different people that I'm reaching out to that I want to interview and, and kind of share their knowledge with you. So I really hope you're enjoying this. And, uh, cause I sure am. I really appreciate your time and your ears. Uh, I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Take care of one another. And, uh, until next time, my friends, Aaron Saft, MR Running Pains podcast.